I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is like chemistry lab. You're on the verge <laughs> of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Pauly Sebelia, I'm Stephen Fonte. As we welcome you into a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. Several guests lined up for you on the show today. Big show today. We've got Felicia Leggett-Jack coming your way at 1215. She's uh, back from Charlotte, ACC Media Day yesterday for the women. Today, the men take their turn in the spotlight, so we'll certainly talk some basketball on the show today. Coming up at 1245, Howard Dolgan, owner of the Syracuse Crunch. He's got some news to share. Uh, that news uh, breaking as we speak, so we'll get into that. Could be shocking? Uh, I don't think it's shocking, but okay. it's, uh, it's, it's good stability for the Crunch uh, franchise. A little play on words I was trying there for, Steve. Yes. Um, and then coming up at 1.30, uh, we tried to get these gentlemen on before, um, but there was a there was a, a medical emergency. And yeah, we there's couldn't. no saying it's not going to happen again today. Right. right. So we've got Paul Edelstein. He's a, a personal injury attorney. And then Dr. Dave Langer, a neurosurgeon at Lenox Hill Hospital in New York City. They're going to come on with us to discuss... Uh, the Tua situation, all things concussion in the NFL, that's coming up at one thirty. Plus, we'll mix in your phone calls throughout at 315-437-7644. So, how are you today, Paul? A little tired. A little tired, Steve. I didn't text you last night. You told me not to text you. So Yeah, Jordan doesn't pay attention to that as he was texting in the text Chain. And I didn't respond. No, no, no you're a I, good I man. I stayed away. I was. Up. I gave you my word. The, the season's starting to take its toll on me. One o'clock is a late, late end to a baseball game. It is. It is, especially when you got to work the next day. Yeah. Especially when you have a seven thirty dentist appointment the next morning. That was me today. Seven thirty. Why? I was like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> especially when your team loses, and you're just like, I just stayed up at one o'clock to one o'clock to watch them lose. Now, listen, I. I know yesterday didn't go the way you wanted it to, but the fact that they came back and the fact that they made it a game and and of all the starters, that's that's the one you probably thought you were going to lose, well, right? They, do, you, do you feel do you feel good in some ways coming out of that game, the way that they competed and and that was the one starter you probably felt like couldn't get a win for you? Uh, yeah, I think that we pitched our number four right. against their number one, and now the matchups will be better right. for the Padres. I was thinking the same thing, but that's just me being naive. No, I I think there's some truth to that. And again, it wasn't like they fell down five nothing. That could have turned into a you know a nine one loss or something, and turned into five three. And it, it was interesting, uh, you know, until the very end. They got the tying run at the plate a um, couple times in the ninth. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I know fun. it was I a know fun watch. Dis- I know you're disappointed, but. I don't think all is lost with that that game one setback. No, no, we'll be good. I'll, I'll, I enjoy it anyways. Like the, this is the seventh time they've been in the playoffs in my life, and I just enjoy it. I, they they won a series. Let's go. And they, I thought I thought they were going to get over the hump there. Like last night, I I, uh, I thought uh, they well, were going to I thought they were going to come back. That means a lot. Baseball's fun, man. Yeah, no, we, dude, we it, all texted each other yesterday. You know, Alvarez oh. hit that homer. That, that was that, that was insane. That Josh Donaldson home run that was <laughs> right. that was one of the craziest things I've seen in a baseball game. It's baseball is so fun. How about Olsen hitting that home run 
in the Phillies Braves game to make it a one run game. Yeah. And just baseball in the playoffs is fun and you just live and die on every pitch. And I love baseball. That's all I texted you guys yeah. after that that Alvarez uh home run. It was great. I mean it's it, it is great. And um you know, it's it's just getting started too. This this wild ride is is just getting started. A lot of drama, a lot of late inning drama yesterday. Two games today. Yankees are off until tomorrow. The forecast doesn't look great, so they might not even play tomorrow either. They might have two days off before they resume things. But uh, Yankees get the leg up. Astros win in walk off fashion. Phillies hang on late, and and the Dodgers uh, able to win five three. Last night. All right, we're going to talk basketball on the show today. I'm sure we'll circle back to baseball as well, but we got to start with the story of the week in this town, right. which is a top 20 showdown inside the dome on the football field. We're, it's been a while since we've been able to talk about that. There's so much just picking at us right now, Steve, trying to get us to not pay attention to the fact that Syracuse football is nationally ranked and they're going to be facing another nationally ranked team in the dome. And it's the first time since 2001. And you can't not lead with it. Like, I see Punxsutawney Jim Beheim popping his head out of his hole, trying to distract us with this ACC Media Day quotes and whatnot. It's not going to work, Punxsutawney Jim. We're staying focused, locked. Locked in on football. Locked, yes. And, Thank of course, the, the big storyline centered around this game, of course, is the, the health of NC State starting quarterback Devin Leary. I would be surprised if he played, given you know the nature of that injury, and and we all saw it. And but they said that all the X rays and MRI came back clean. He's rehabbing it, and and who knows? Dave Doran said on Monday that it, it could be a one week thing, could be a six week thing. My personal feeling is I don't care if it's a two week right. thing. <laughs> as long just, as just make it a one week thing, right, you know? right. as long Let's as go. it's a one week thing, that that's all that matters. I, my personal feeling is it's a little gamesmanship here. That I I can't imagine he's going to play, and I think he wants to create that element of the unknown, put some doubt in Dino's mind that you got to get ready for both. And I, I you know coaches will use that to their advantage. But with that being said, I mean we we don't know. I mean he's playing it close to the vest. That's his choice. That's my expectation. I would I would assume that he would play it close to the vest, take any advantage he can get. Um, but I would be I would be surprised if Devin Leary played on Saturday. Right, and everybody's saying oh, he was in a sling. There's, I will play the devil's advocate. They were just trying to keep him from moving it because they didn't know yet. Yeah, that's that's fair. You know, you know, like how sometimes a kid will fall real hard and you, it looks way worse than it is, and they just bounce right back up. You never know. He could he could be out there. He could he could walk out there. So don't don't get your hopes too high. All but, right, but but keep that hope alive, bro. So let's let's hear from Dave Doran uh, from his his weekly uh, press conference. And if Devin Leary's not there, you know there was a lot of chatter, obviously, at his press conference about the backup in Jack Chambers, who threw one pass, by the way, against Florida State. It was incomplete. They came back and won the game thanks to defense and field position and special teams and running the football. Wasn't so much the arm of Jack Chambers, uh, but Dave Doran says if he's the guy on Saturday, he's confident in Jack Chambers. Jack's had 400-yard passing games before, you know, if you go back to his career. So he can throw the football. Um, Our run game was playing really good, you know, in that game. And we were 200 yards rushing and, you know, the way we were – looking at their front and how tired they looked. I mean, it felt like we were doing the right things and matchup-wise. So, but yeah, if we're, we're going to have to get into a game and chuck it around, we feel great about him. And MJ's going to have to be ready to go. Ben Finley's going to have to be ready to go, you know. And 
everybody's on deck as we get Devin ready to play. Next man up, as they say, Paulie. Next man up. Yeah, I like it. I like it when it's the other team that needs that next man. This is completely against how I normally am. Like, you want to play their best. No, I don't. No, no. Let's not. Let's get a win against NC State with them down their quarterback. So Chambers has thrown uh, at least one pass in three games this season. Obviously threw just one pass against Florida State. He was one for two against UConn in mop-up duty and five for 11 uh, in uh, in mop-up duty earlier in the year as well against Charleston Southern. Um, not known for not known for his arm, but we'll uh, we'll see how this whole thing plays out. And again, we're what uh, three days away, seventy two hours away, a little bit more than seventy two hours away from from game time. So we'll uh, we'll see how this whole thing plays out. But if it's if it's not Devin Leary, it'll be Jack Chambers uh, behind center come Saturday. You you heard Dave Doran mention the aggressive run game. Um, they certainly had it working against Florida State, and I would say regardless of who the quarterback is on Saturday, you're going to see NC State play really good defense and try to run the football against the Orange. When you play teams that are going to play, basically they played man-to-man on our four receivers uh, with two safeties back, they dared us to run the football. you know. And, and if we couldn't run the ball in that look, we were going to get completely destroyed. I mean, there's it's very difficult to throw the ball the way they were defending us. And so that was something we had to do to win. And we challenged the O-line, tight ends, the backs, the wide outs. It's maybe one of those just dirty games where that's how we get it. We have to be patient. And we've seen NC State win a couple of these this year, that they didn't necessarily have their best, but they find a way to get it done. And, you know, they were – were they fortunate? Yeah, they they were fortunate to win on Saturday. Florida State kind of mismanaged that last minute or so. Um, they've had a few close calls, but here they are with just one loss, ranked in the top 15. And, um, you know, they if if they don't have their star quarterback in Devin Leary, who was ACC preseason player of the year, I, you know, I wouldn't just chalk this one up as a Syracuse win. I mean, they have an elite defense. They can run the football. They're they're obviously a top 15 team for a reason. So it's it's not going to be a, right. a, a gimme if, uh, if Leary's not there. But you want every advantage you can get, Steve. No doubt. And, uh, you know... Is that not kind of how Syracuse is too? They kind of play man to man, and yeah, know, I mean they, they trust their corners. Yeah, yeah. They they definitely trust their corners. There's there's no doubt about that. Um, let's hear more from Dave Doran now, and uh, let's let's go to the other side of the football with the the NC defense, NC State defense going up against the Syracuse offense, and and he was asked about Garrett Schrader and uh, Garrett Schrader's ability to use his legs to his advantage. Yeah, Garrett's playing really well for them and extends plays. And, you know, as you saw the other night, you know, their their quarterback got out on us a few times, and that's a huge deal. I mean, you have always have somebody accountable for him, but it's not just being accountable. you got to make the play, you know, and a couple times we didn't. And so, you know, now we have an option to do that as well if, if we're playing without Devin. But, you know, it's 11-man football in the run game. Uh, and sometimes the runs, as you know, are, are just created in a pass where a guy drops back and takes off. So, yeah, we have to do a great job, you know, with their quarterback of not allowing him to get out. And, you know, if we end up in that situation, making sure we have opportunities to run ours. Last year, 8 of 20, 63 yards, one interception, and sacked five times against NC State. They did a pretty good job with Garrett Schrader last yes. year. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, although, you know, Garrett Schrader does look 
like a, a better version uh, of himself from last other, year. The offense is certainly a better version. On the other side, Garrett Schrader had 17 carries for 102 yards also. So he had some success running yeah. running the football. But we've we've seen this year what's been the difference is his ability to throw the ball has completely changed. Keeps defenses honest. Yeah, so. Keeps defenses honest. He's going to have to do that uh, on Saturday. Let's get one more in from Dave Doran on, uh, on the challenge of Coming here to the Dome and, uh, and and trying to win a road game. It's kind of just the evolution of our program, you know, and playing well on the road, all the things that, that go into it. So it's a great place to play. I've always enjoyed playing up there. The The noise is is an issue, can be an issue. It's also a great environment. So I know our team's excited about it. So NC State's played two road games this year. Um, they lost at Clemson. We all saw that on national TV, 30-20. to 20. Their other road game... They probably should have lost. That was the East Carolina game to open things up. East Carolina uh, missed a couple of chances uh, at the end to to win it. Uh, and, and again, probably should have won it. Missed a, a short field goal. Um, so they're 1-1 one one on the road. They, they could, you know, if you look at Florida State, Florida State probably should have beat them. East Carolina probably should have beat them. This could be a 3-3 three and three team, but they're feeling fortunate at 5-1. At and one. And again, Syracuse could have lost a couple games along the way as well. So two teams that the things are breaking right for them in close game situations should be a whole lot of fun come Saturday. All right, we're going to take a timeout. When we return, Felicia Leggett-Jack will join us as we switch gears. We talk some basketball with the new head coach of the SU women. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Orange Nation, Steve. Today, our artist of the day is a band called In Excess. Uh, one of my favorite albums of all time was released today in, uh, I believe, uh, what year was it? It had to be 89, 88-ish. 88. Kick by In Excess. This, uh, this song right here, Don't Change. This is one of those songs from the 80s that you thought was really popular because the video played every five minutes on MTV, but it it wasn't. It, just night, it hit number 80. But they had uh, seven top ten hits. This was their first single. Uh, the album was released in 87. Oh. Just quick Google. Yeah, I don't do that. I'm not I'm not I'm a just news, trying to help you out. I'm not a news man. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. I don't throw the facts at you. You, you like to ballpark it. Yeah. I, like to, I like to get it right. Kick. And also saw them at the War Memorial sometime in the early 90s. Loudest concert I've ever been to. Is that right? Yeah, with Weird Al second. They didn't play together, though. No, no. They were separate separate concerts. Yes. That would have been a weird concert. I would would have gone to that. Weird Al opening for NXS. Been there in a second. But, yeah, uh, NXS has uh, seven top ten hits. And one number one hit, Steve. Bet you didn't know that. I didn't know that. And they did it all in like two albums. So. All right, we're uh, we're waiting to get Felicia Leggett Jack on with us uh, again. ACC Media Day uh, taking place yesterday for the women, today for the men. Uh, the women were represented by obviously Coach Jack, um, Tisha Hyman was there, Diasia Fair uh, for the women, and then today it's Joe Girard, Jesse Edwards, Jim Beheim down. In Charlotte, and we're we're going to be talking basketball before we know it. Friday is the uh, 
you know, the Orange Madness event inside the Dome where fans can go and, and watch this team uh, for the first time, uh, it, those who didn't make it to Rochester, obviously. And then, you know, the 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 exhibition game, first exhibition game is, is two weeks from yesterday. Can we just push basketball season no. back a couple weeks? No, nope. ready or not, here it comes. Well, after the Clemson game, and then we can have a better feel of how football is going to go? Well, that yes, that'll happen because the first exhibition game for the men is the 25th after the Clemson game. Maybe I'll split up the... Uh, Maybe I'll split up the stations here in Syracuse, and I'll put the uh, football talk on the FM, and then we'll just do basketball talk on the AM until the end of the football season. It's just a weird. Uh, it's a weird thing this year. Well, it's it's a good. Uh, it's, it's a good problem not, to I was, have. I was gonna say it. I was gonna use that phrase, but it's not a problem. It's it's a good dilemma. Like, what do we what do we lead with? Do we talk basketball because it's ACC Media Day? Do we talk football because this team's five and zero? Oh? It it is different for us, and it's uh, it is it's a good dilemma to have. Because and it's also going to be interesting. Like, we don't know what to expect out of the women's program. Right. Like they won the off season, as you yes, like to say. They did. And you don't know, like they are they going to come out and surprise us, or is it going to be the first year of a new head coach in a building process? And it could be just that, but yeah. I, I think there's still a lot of excitement around yeah, this right. program. You know, they, I think they found the right person for the job. She's surrounding herself with the right people. Um, you know, they've got several newcomers in the program. Obviously, people got, are coming to play for her. So right. she's obviously saying the right thing to them too. Right. So. She seems like very much a player's coach. Um, you know, my wife had a chance to 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 listen to Felicia Leggett Jack talk last week on campus, and she said she was ready to run through a brick wall for her. So it's uh, it, Felicia's already doing a great job getting things ready for this new season to start up. Uh, and again, it it will so very soon. The the women have their first exhibition game, their only exhibition game on November third against Lemoyne, and then they open up for real on the seventh. Is that going to be open to the public? Because that's a new thing. Uh... That the old coaches didn't do. Didn't they do played those game, private right? exi- yeah. private scrimmages that against better teams, right? Right. That's how it works. And when you either play in private against other power fives, or you do exhibitions against the lower. Well, we sports. we can ask her if we're if we're able to get her. We're having some technical difficulties right now with with Coach Jack, so we'll uh, we'll bring her to you as as soon as we are able to. But. Uh, yeah, they're taking on Lemoyne on November third exhibition game, and then they jump right in uh, November seventh. Seems like the the start of the season gets earlier and earlier. Like the you know the men have an exhibition game in October, you know October twenty fifth, first one. A um, lot of a uh, lot of unknowns, I guess, really with both teams, right? I mean, talk about the men; they've got the the six new freshmen, they've got the transfer, a lot of new faces on the men's team, and then ten new faces um, on the women's team. All right, just getting. Uh, we'll have Coach Jack at twelve thirty. Yeah, you know, you talk about the new face uh, faces on uh, the basketball program on the men's side, Steve. You know, John Rothstein was uh, tweeting away today. The one that stood out to me. Well, there's. I mean, there's several good headlines from Rothstein today, but uh, I don't know if we have it yet. Do we have it? You're looking for actual sound. Yeah. Well, we can we can oh, okay. paraphrase. I, I got I got one sound. You All do right. okay. Yeah. Well, then fire away. I don't know what it is. Three big thoughts after taking in the orange workout. The first thought is obviously the change in dynamic from Syracuse last season to this season. Syracuse is bigger, stronger, more athletic, and deeper than it was a year ago. The second observation. 
freshman point guard Judah Mintz is a gem, will be one of the better freshmen in the ACC. Jim Beheim tells me that Mintz is as explosive a point guard as this program has had in a very long time. And the third and last thing that stood out after talking to Jim Beheim, his confidence surrounding this team. Jim Beheim tells me that he knows Syracuse will be an NCAA tournament team in 2023. I don't like it when he's got confidence in the preseason. You know? <laughs> All I think back is that Andrew White year. Yeah, right? Right. I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, Beheim compared Judah Mintz to Johnny Flynn, said he's Johnny Flynn, I but like he's much that. bigger. He's my favorite point guard he, in Syracuse uh, history. Jim Beheim tells John Rothstein he expects Joe Girard to average at least 20 points per game. Whoa. And then... This one was interesting because we've been talking about the starting lineup, and I think we we pretty much know who's going to be in the starting line, maybe with the exception of of one of the forward positions. Yeah, twenty points a game. That's what he said. Again, according to to Rothstein, that's what he I'll said. I'll take that in a second. Buddy didn't average twenty points a game, right? Buddy was right uh, right at uh, right at that figure. Let me pull up. That's the like lead the ACC at scoring level. Yeah, well, that's. That's yeah, uh buddy was right there last year. Oof. Um that's a bold that's bold. That is a hot take from Jim Beheim. Uh buddy was 19.2. Yeah, so he's going to have a better year than Buddy. Oof. Call the fire department. That's a hot take. Um, I think he's going to have his best year as a SU player. 20 points is a lot. That it is a lot. It is a lot. Um, Don't put any pressure on the kid. You know, we've been talking about who's going to start at that other forward position. And again, according to Rothstein, uh, Bam says it'll either be Chris Bunch or Justin Taylor. One of them's going to start. Whoever doesn't start is going to be the sixth man. First guy off the bench. So so there you go. And that's that's pretty much what we expected. Um, But now John Rothstein could back that up a little bit with, uh, with statements from the coach. So there you go. All right. We're ready to take our break now, and it should lead us right into uh, Coach Jack. All right. Let's do that then. We'll talk with Felicia Jack. On the other side, we're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. We're into the big ones, Steve. We're into the big in excess hits as we celebrate Kit. Know this one? Of course. What you need? I bet you didn't think there was this many hits from an excess, did you? I didn't. What you need? Number five. Billboard charts, 1986. You know what you need, listeners? You need baseball in your life. And we're going to give it to you. That was fun yesterday. It sure was, man. I was on the couch as soon as I got home, and I watched baseball. I watched baseball all day. What stood out to you? I mean, it, everything. So, okay, everything. So that Jordan Alvarez, or is our good friend uh, Bob Nightingale called him Jose Alvarez on his Twitter? Uh, that was amazing. You knew it was coming too. Like you kind of. Do you think that managers? overthink these things yes. when they get to the playoffs. Yes. They also don't go by gut feeling anymore. Right. Everything's analytics. Yeah. So they make this move and the 
dude just crushed that ball. Yeah. Apparently that was the plan. Like I was, I happened to be listening to the game. Um, my, I told you my son had a soccer game out in Homer last night. So after the early show, I I was driving out to Homer and I was listening to the game on the radio. And I, I happened to be listening to the Mariners radio broadcast on Sirius XM. It was and, on our station. You could have listened to that, but well, not, not I was bro. I was in uh, you know the service area. It was it was not great. Okay. So I went I went Sirius XM. Sure. Anyway. They, that was the plan. Like the the announcer said going in that they had Robbie Ray just to pitch to one batter and it was going to be him. And, you know, if it got to that point, you know, he's had success against him and, and that that would, but, you know, it was like his sixth relief appearance in his career. Obviously, it's not something he's accustomed to doing. Uh, he had never recorded a save in his career. And I just, I, I don't know. I think sometimes managers, they overthink these things when they get to the playoffs that, you know, it makes sense, you know, logically, well, he's had success against him, let's put him in. It's just it's just one batter, but it's a different routine for these guys. And sure enough, he got a pitch to hit, and he, I mean, there was no doubt about you it. Were he absolutely crushed You it. were listening to the Seattle broadcast? Yeah. How did they take it? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> I love home broadcasts. It's the best. Here's how. It, let's, I love the, Oh, that's me screwing up. Not Jordan. For once, I apparently my uh, my bad as the kids would say. My bad, yeah. Let's go, uh, let's go hear the Astros walk off call. The 0-1, and Alvarez belts it deep to right field. Instant goodbye. Unbelievable. The Astros a walk off win. Jordan Alvarez a walk off three run homer, and the Astros stun the Mariners in Game One of the division series. The the. The Mariners broadcast. They started talking about Alvarez before the inning even started. Like, don't let don't let him come up. Don't gonna, let him come up. I was going to ask. Do you? I know he's the winning run, but you almost put him on. Like, I don't. He, I mean, he's, that's he's having tough. an MVP season. I know. It's it's Aaron Judge esque, right? It's you know there there are a handful like they of used guys to do that, that with Bonds. Right, Bonds would do right with guys on. You would you, put him on yeah, because you yeah. were that scared of him. There are a handful of guys that you at least consider it. Um, like if there's no Aaron Judge this year, he's the guy. Yeah. Offensively. Right. Man, it, it was unbelievable. It was, but it was fun. I'm glad they pitched to him. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I got it. I'm not a Mariners or an Astros fan, so I don't care, but that was fun watching. It was fun. Um There was also what a, what a big moment. There's also a crazy Josh Donaldson home run that wasn't it a wasn't, home run. Right. It wasn't a home run in Pauline. the game last night. That was so fun he, to watch. He has nobody to blame but himself. Hey, go, go ahead. Give your thoughts. We'll talk about this All for right. a second. Do you want to be old guy? Get off my lawn. These guys need to stop celebrating their home no, runs until I, they gets out of the so, park. So I'm with you because he put his head down. He trotted number one. He put his head down between first and second and looked up and then looked surprised that they were about to tag him out. And then, you know, obviously it was too late and he gets tagged out. You know, the umpire will do the home run signal. Yeah. You know, if he wasn't sure, he saw the ball come back into play. I think he assumed it was a home run. But until you see the umpire give the home run signal, like you you need to operate under the assumption it's a live ball. And he didn't. He put his head down and he started trotting. So, and, you know, the first base coach was part of that as well, like yeah, slapping him on the back, like, <laughs> oh, he just hit a home run. But that, I mean, that's a bad mistake. That can't happen. Like that, especially in, in a playoff game in that spot. It, that can't happen. Here's a call of that from uh, John Sterling. You can hear them on TK99 here in Syracuse. And the pitch swung on, hit in the air to right field toward the wall. She is gone! 
Josh Donaldson. Now they have him trapped between first and second, and he's tagged out. Tell me, Susan, what did I miss? Did the ball go in or not? I thought the ball went in. I thought it actually ricocheted off the fans in the front row, and Donaldson was then trapped between first and second. And I see all Aaron Boone is coming out. I see them all turning towards the back wall, which means they're looking at the the screen. And they're going to come and look at this. Let's see what we see. I thought it went in, but it hit off the top of the wall and came back out onto the field. Oh, he missed a home run by, well, it was also foul, but he missed a home run by inches, inches. It was not foul. Yeah. I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> it was not foul. Um and if the you know if the fan had touched it, then it's a dead ball, and he wouldn't have been out. They reviewed it. Fan didn't touch it. it, it Astros played it. Or the Astros Guardians played it the way that they should have played it. Um, it's crazy. Donaldson did not. Their right fielder makes a great play, and then the next ball goes right between right. his legs. Yeah, and it, right. So the Yankees got that run anyway because you know misplays it in the outfield turns out to be a triple. And then they ended up scoring right after that. But they're, they're awfully fortunate that that didn't come back to bite them. And, I, and hopefully Josh Donaldson Can I from say that. something? Maybe baseball needs to do this. Because it happened in the Padres-Dodgers game last night, too, where they had to review it to see if a fan touched the ball. How about putting, like, a five-foot buffer between the fans and that defense? So we don't have to worry about them reaching over. Just take a row of seats out. Put shot collars on those guys. Yeah, something so you don't interfere. Yeah. I mean, isn't that part of like the allure of catching a foul? You're saying you're saying the home run calls. Yeah, yeah. not necessarily the sides. You're no, saying, no, no. You're I'm saying, saying beyond the wall. Beyond the wall, so they're not reaching over and touching home runs like yeah. dopes. I, I wouldn't. Like people I wouldn't can't, be opposed to that. It's instinctual. It is instinctual. You just reach out to touch the stupid ball and stop. That's why you know everybody crushed Bartman and like ruined his life. Yeah, and he didn't even do anything. It, he, he, well, didn't, he didn't like reach that far out. It just it, came it down is, to it him. is instinctual. Yeah, well stop it. Just move people back so we don't have to worry about reviewing. So it. not along the sides you're saying or uh, over the fence. Yeah, by the home run. I, I I could be I would be fine with that. I could live with that. Or or just uh put people in handcuffs so they can't <laughs> reach out. It's fine straight, if you sit here. The whole fans are but sit, you have to sit the whole in, in a straight jacket. They can't stand up for three and a half hours. You got to sit in handcuffs, <laughs> but you can sit here with un, unobstructed view. Um, all right, what, what what stood out to you from Padres Dodgers? Everybody's now killing me because uh, taking out those seats is lost revenue. It's not lost revenue for you. It makes the game better for you. Sorry, sorry, you lose five hundred dollars for home for those seats. You know, come on. They got to do something. Every home run that's in a field where the fans can reach out, it's always in question. Come up with something. I'm about making the game of baseball better. I love baseball. I can tell. I know you do. I'm giving you an opportunity to talk about your Padres. You don't want to go there? No, it's fine. They played well. Okay. The Dodgers own them, and it's they played well, and just the Dodgers are going to be tough for anybody to beat. Yes. I'd rather be playing the Phillies or the Braves right now. Kershaw tonight, um, you know, Hall of Fame pitcher has not had a, a Hall of Fame career when it comes to the playoffs. No, How are you feeling about no, Kershaw? Uh, I don't know. He'll be uh, amazing against the Padres. <laughs> it's just how it works. This will be the one he'll time have his that he gets it right. Postseason, no, he'll have a postseason no hitter tonight. 
Just how it goes when you're a Padres fan. He's in the process of changing the narrative. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how he does. Good tonight. thing I'm not the commissioner. Yeah, that's it. I'd be terrible to take out one row of seats at certain stadiums. Like there's some stadiums that can't happen because they've got bullpens and everything in between. Or and, like you know, with with like a higher wall, it doesn't matter. It's more so where it matters is where the you know the gloves. Like can, Dodger Stadium and Yankee Stadium, you are right on the fence, and you can touch right. the ball in play. And the players can, like, the, the the glove of the players can reach the top of the wall. Yes. So there, there can be interference. The higher walls, it, it's not that big of an issue, obviously. Yeah. Just, I, I've been saying, I actually said this since the uh, the Meyer incident. Jeffrey Mayer? Mayer, whatever the hell yeah. his stupid name is. Yeah, that kid. It was like, Meyer, what are you talking about? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Let's take a timeout. Um, we've got. We'll talk a little bit more baseball uh, coming up in the next segment, and then we got Paul Edelstein, uh, personal injury attorney, Doctor David Langer from uh, Lenox Hill Hospital, neurosurgeon down there. We'll talk about concussions in the NFL. Tua, by the way, uh, back at practice, not expected to play this week, but he is back at practice. Uh, and for for our Bills fans listening, Tre'Davious White is uh, is back at practice, not expected to play this week. Um, but he is back from his his torn ACL. So everybody's saying I would destroy the game of baseball. Here's my three running. If I was running for commissioner, you know how they're getting rid of the uh, the shift, Steve. Yes, I've said this. I would say you could keep the shift, but you got to get three outs in it if you run it. Okay. Yeah, stay in the shift for the rest of the yeah, year. just like the pitcher thing. Second of all, move move seats away from interference of home runs. And thirdly. Bring back uh, the uh, the Cracker Jacks should be a bigger part of baseball. You don't see like advertisements for Cracker Jacks anymore. They've gone the way. Uh, why don't we have Cracker Jacks as a bigger part of our life? You know. Did you ever get a good prize out of a Cracker Jack box? The fake tattoo is the best one. So you right? look forward to? I don't yeah. know. I just feel like that. It started. I, I my love life Cracker Jack, of, but it I ne- started my life of getting tattoos. I never thanks to Cracker Jack. I never cared for any of the prizes, but I do like Cracker Jack. Right? You always see like I've been to a bunch of baseball games. There's nobody running around saying Cracker Jacks. They got cotton candy and beer and everything else. I want Cracker Jack. Thank you. Yeah, I was yeah, waiting for you to say you. thank you. Thank okay. You. All right. All right. We're good now. I was waiting for the thank you. All right, if you want to check in, now Tell would be a good I'd time to do game. so. 315-437-7644. You get a free box of Cracker Jacks with every ticket you buy to a baseball game. That would help attendance. It's in attendance. the damn song. Yeah, that would help attendance. All right, we're back after this on ESPN Radio.